I'm your host, Raza Mughal, and welcome to The Millennial Father. On today's episode, dream feeding, a bump on the noggin, and how to handle it, a very COVID Halloween. All right, let's get it. Hi everyone, I hope you're doing well. I hope that you've been staying healthy and have been enjoying life over the last few weeks. I delayed the launch of this episode so that I could include Halloween and how that was as a new father. So let's get right into it. I'd like to start off with talking about Zia. Since the last episode, Zia had his three months doctor's appointment. The usual health criteria were assessed, his height, weight, and head size. Again, before the appointment, my wife and I had a wager in regards to his weight. I said he'd be under 13 and a half pounds and she said he'd be over. I was confident that he'd be over the mark, but you know what? I was tired of winning, so I was like, why not let her have a taste of victory as well? A taste of free Tim Hortons. At this appointment, Zia also got the Bexero vaccine, which protects against meningitis B. Not sure if all babies get this shot at the three-month mark, but he did. Due to COVID-19 limitations, I wasn't allowed to go to the appointment, and I had to wait for my wife to return with Zia in order to get the results. When she got back, I had found out that I had still won the bet. Zia was under our expected weight for the first time. The doctor was not satisfied with his weight gain. Even on the graph, he dropped out of the expected trajectory. I've heard of doctors making moms feel bad about their babies not gaining weight, but in our case, the doctor handled it very well and simply told us to add a dream feed to support more weight gain. He was doing excellent in the height category. I wonder if there's a trade-off there. Anyways, in order to increase Zia's weight gain, the doctor recommended that we start dream feeding him. When you think of dream feeding, it sounds like something you'd hear in the movie Inception, where you have to plant the idea in the baby's brain that he has to feed more. But it's not. Basically, it's when you feed the baby while they're sleeping. In order to pull this off, we had to adjust our night schedule with Zia. Usually, we would give Zia a bottle around 10 p.m., burp him, and then put him in his crib to fall asleep. The reason we wanted to use the bottle was so that we could visually see how much milk he was taking in before he slept. So here's a cool thing, I don't mean to be showing off and I hope I don't jinx it, but Zia does fall asleep without the requirement of being cradled but only at night. We lay him down in the crib, he cries a bit sometimes and we may have to come up and give him the pacifier sometimes because it falls out of his mouth but eventually he does fall asleep on his own. Now I don't want anyone to think he's unsupervised, we are constantly watching him on the baby monitor. There have been a couple of nights where he got too fussy and we'd have to put him to sleep But for the most part, it works. One night, Sabrina and I were like, let's give it a try. And it was successful. And we have been doing it since. Not going to lie, it was fun watching him on the baby monitor. Sometimes he just lays there and stares at stuff. Sometimes he grabs the side panels of the crib and turns himself. He's developed this technique to help himself fall asleep as well. He turns his head side to side nonstop. The first time he did it, Sabrina and I were on opposite sides of him. So we thought... Oh, this is cute. He can't decide which one of us he wants to look at more. But then we started noticing that he was doing it on his own while watching him on the baby monitor. I thought it was cradle cap coming back, but Sabrina did some research and found out that it was actually a technique that babies use to help themselves fall asleep. Turning their heads helps create dizziness, which in turn helps them go to sleep. 
So now going back to dream feeding, in order to incorporate dream feeding, we switched up the time we put Zia to bed so that we could include it. Now we put Zia to sleep at eight so that we could dream feed him at midnight. I haven't done the dream feeding myself, Sabrina does it, but apparently it works. You just put them into feeding position while they sleep and they start drinking. So what did I learn from all this and what do I recommend to new fathers and parents? In terms of dealing with our unexpected negative news, the weight loss, I felt like we handled it well. I felt a little disappointed because I felt like we were doing everything right on our end, but the doctor also told us what we needed to do in order to increase his weight. So we were able to rebound quickly. Don't be too hard on yourself as a parent if your baby isn't gaining enough weight and don't think it's your fault. In addition, I recommend letting your baby sleep on their own, if possible. To be honest with you, we just tried it one night and it worked. We had the baby monitor, so we were like, why not give it a go? If it doesn't work, then forget about it. I believe most parents don't start sleep training their babies until they're about four to six months old. Also, if your baby is a little bit on the lighter side, you might want to try dream feeding them. It's working with Zia, and I know other parents who do it as well. But as always, talk to your pediatrician before you try doing it. Next, I'm going to move on to the physical observations I've made of Zia. In terms of length, he seems more or less the same. It seems like his growth spurts have stopped for the moment and he's now gaining in the weight column, probably due to the dream feeding. He's able to hold up his head a lot more, but it's still not 100% sturdy. In terms of his attention, it's improved dramatically. He's now able to tell the difference between people. He reacts with smiles to specific words and facial reactions, which is awesome. I actually feel like he knows who I am now. For example, somehow I figured out he likes me saying the word hatchy. I don't know how I stumbled across that word. I just kept saying different stuff until I noticed he laughed at that. Whenever I say hatchy, he laughs but the word only works when I say it. Like if Sabrina says it, he doesn't laugh, which of course makes me even happier. We actually just discovered some Asian show on Netflix called Hachi, and we might just watch it as a tribute to the word Hachi. I don't know what it's about, but we figured it's just meant to be. Going back to his development, Zia's sight is definitely limited. Like if I'm sitting across the room, he won't pick up on the fact that I'm there. This has been beneficial for me. Like let's say I'm going up to his room to put his pacifier back in his mouth at night. If I keep my distance from him and stay out of his line of sight, I can get out of his room undetected with minimal interaction. I feel like a ninja doing that sometimes. I even wear dark clothes so that there's a lower chance of him detecting me. It sounds mean, I know, but sometimes when he knows it's me, he'll start smiling and he won't take the pacifier, which unnecessarily prolongs my visits. Now I'm going to move on to a not so good story. I felt like I should share it in case any other fathers or moms go through this. So I was in the washroom with Zia washing him and as I was exiting, I accidentally turned too early and I bumped the side of his head on the archway of the door. Looks like I don't have the skills of a ninja after all. The sound was fairly loud. I thought the sound was louder than the actual impact, but I was 100% freaked out. I instantly looked at him for a reaction and he didn't have one. And this lasted for about two seconds, at which point he hysterically started crying. His face was red and he was screaming. Sabrina came up and was like, did you drop him? And I was pleading no. We quickly moved him to the change pad and we put on his diaper and clothes. I tried grabbing his hands, grabbing his body to calm him down, but nothing worked. Then I thought, you know what, let me try this. And I started saying, hatchy. Hachi, Hachi. And guess what? He stopped crying and he even started smiling. So there was no bump or bruise on his head, but he was only three months old, so I was concerned. 
as was my wife. And even though it was his head that was hit, I felt shook up. In my head, I was thinking like, this kid trusts me. I'm the father. I'm supposed to be protecting him, not knocking his head against stuff. We called Sabrina's sister, who's a doctor, and she started asking us questions. Is he still moving his neck? Any bumps or bruises? Can he still hear and see fine? Did he pass out after the bump because that is a sign of a higher degree of damage? And yeah, at the time, during the call, he started falling asleep, which was scary. In my head, I was like, I've damaged his brain. I'm such a terrible father. This happened to me because I've stopped playing sports. I'm not as aware of my surroundings anymore. But Sabrina's sister was calm and she was like, let him sleep, but wake him up after 15 minutes and see if he's okay. So we woke him up after 15 minutes and he was fine. He was his normal self. I moved around in front of him and he was following me. I screamed out loud a couple of times and he got startled so his senses were good. A lesson from that is take your time when going in and out of doors. Cradle your kid into your chest when maneuvering them. I'm a lanky guy so sometimes my arms get away from me. A technique I use now is a crab walk. I walk sideways in and out of the doors when holding Zia. It was a scary experience, but if something like this happens with you, try to keep calm, speak to a health professional, or go to eMERGE depending on the severity of the symptoms. We were told the first 12 hours are critical to watch for symptoms in case of a head injury, so make sure you're keeping an eye out for swelling, bruising, or extreme sleepiness. So now let's move on to what's going on in the world and how life's been as a father. Well, the flu season has hit and COVID-19 new cases are at an all-time high. The loosening of restrictions has stopped within Ontario. In fact, some areas even went back a phase. I believe these regions were Ottawa, GTA, and Peel region. I should know because I live in the Peel region. Anyways, around the world, restrictions are increasing again. I believe some areas in Europe have implemented a curfew. But you know what? Even though the restrictions are increasing and the cases are going up, I personally feel the tension level is not as high. I feel like so much has happened during 2020 and we've been living with COVID for so long, it doesn't seem to worry me as much. I think it's that we take all the right precautions, wear masks, sanitize our hands, social distance, so what more can we do? You can't live in fear forever. It's almost like we've become desensitized and we've come to terms with it. I'm saying we because I've talked to other people and they're saying the same thing. We're so done with COVID. You know, I think all the rules and procedures are in place, so what more can we do? No point in freaking out. So a big holiday that took place in the last three weeks, well, it's one of my favorite holidays, was Halloween. You get to dress up in a costume, eat candy, run around and scare one another. Sounds like a dream come true to me. But once you become an adult, I feel like you take part in the festivities less and less, unless you know you're going to a costume party or something, which I haven't done since I was in my early 20s. So basically what I'm getting at here is that I've been looking forward to having a kid so that I could re-immerse myself in the Halloween festivities, vicariously live through my kid, dress him up in a cool costume, take him trick-or-treating and perhaps do some haunted houses, all that fun stuff. Now we knew a couple of months ago that the trick-or-treating situation would be weird with COVID but I still wanted to dress Zia up in an awesome costume. Being locked up at home, having not much to do, Sabrina and I put a lot of time and effort into researching what to get. Dress him up as a skeleton, dress him up as Spider-Man, dress him up as the coronavirus, no we don't want people to hate him, Dress him up as Harry Potter. No, Sabrina, not everything is about Harry Potter. This was a major issue for me, but deep down inside, I knew there was a unique hip costume idea that was eluding me. 
So I sat there and pondered about it for a bit. Suddenly it hit me. I remembered on Instagram I had seen pictures of this Baby Yoda character from The Mandalorian show, which I heard is an excellent show and one that I've been meaning to watch since I now have Disney+. Plus. But yeah, that was it. I knew it and I wasn't going to settle on anything else. So we ordered it online and we were stoked when it finally came in. I think we ordered it from overseas so it took a few weeks to come in and when it finally did, I knew I was finally Halloween ready. Now let's move on to the actual Halloween day. Our initial plan was to take Zia trick-or-treating to a couple of houses then bring him home. You know, take some pictures, have some memories. However, with the rising cases in Ontario, we decided to scrap that plan. In fact, I found out day of the premier of Ontario told people in those higher risk zones not to trick-or-treat, which was bittersweet because I wanted to give out candy but I was also kind of confused on how to give out the candy. Do I leave it in a bowl outside? Do I use tongs to hand the candy over? Do I just do it regularly? If you leave a bowl outside, what if one of the kids takes the whole bowl? Then what are you going to do? Not only do you lose all your candy, but a perfectly good bowl as well. But maybe they wouldn't take the bowl because of COVID. I don't know. Anyways, no trick-or-treaters came to our house that day. In fact, I bought a box of candy earlier that week, which was already halfway finished by Sabrina and I because we figured that the number of trick-or-treaters was going to be less this year. It started off with just one candy type, then somehow half the box was gone. I don't know what happened there. Every time I took a piece of candy, my internal level of shame went up. But you know what? The shame wasn't required because there wasn't any trick-or-treaters. Now, since trick-or-treating was out of the question on Halloween, we took Zia to Chudley's farm instead. It's an apple farm in Milton and it's about a 25-minute drive away from us. There we met up with my cousin and his wife who have two kids, One's two years old and the other's the same age as Zia. We felt comfortable at the farm. The management team had processes in place to make it COVID friendly. It was mandatory to wear masks and the amount of people allowed at the site was limited. So we dressed up Zia in his Baby Yoda costume, walked around and took pictures. Not a lot of kids were wearing costumes out there so naturally the Baby Yoda one garnered some attention and some people actually came close by to get a better look at it which was not the greatest thing, especially when you're trying to keep your distance. We didn't think that one through, but no one asked to hold him or anything. They just kind of came closer, looked, commented, and walked away. Anyways, a couple of realizations I had at the farm. Walking around with kids takes so much longer than without. There was a point where we stopped midway in the farm, took the babies out of the strollers and fed them. That's when my cousin showed me a smart technique to warm up the milk bottle. He brought a thermos with boiling hot water in it. Then when it was time to feed, he put the milk bottle in the thermos to heat it up. Genius! We just tried to feed Zia cold milk which didn't go well at all. We looked like rookies out there and my cousin let me know that too. He was just like, don't worry, these are things you'll figure out by your second. The other realization I had was that it was nice to be around people and by people I don't mean my cousin and his family which, don't get me wrong, was incredible. I mean random people, civilization. It was nice to be among people and just people watch. It made me feel like I was part of society again. I don't know, maybe I'm a bit of a people watcher, hence the writing, but I asked Sabrina and she felt the same thing. So some advice right there, Try to get out with your kids. I know the COVID rates are spiking, but it's still possible to go and walk around at social distance friendly places like a farm or bigger parks. So yeah, after the farm, we brought Zia home. He pooped through his diaper, so we had to clean him up. Then we took him to his aunt's house so that he could take part in a Halloween costume photo shoot with his cousins who were dressed up as a fireman and Judge Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I think the funniest thing for me was trying to get them to be calm for the photos. I swear they were on like a crying rotation. 
We'd get one to stop crying, then the other would start. And it went on like this for a bit, but we were able to sneak in a couple of good ones here and there. Even though COVID-19 has dampened the mood, I was happy I was still able to make it an eventful Halloween for Zia. I know he's not going to remember or care. I think it's more for me as a parent to be able to do something for him. And you know what? When I took part in these activities, it took my mind off of just being at home and thinking about the virus and it was fun to do something different. It helped keep the morale up and since that day, Sabrina and I have started making more of an effort to go out. Like last weekend, we went up to Blue Mountain just to walk around the village area for a bit. It's a two hour drive each way, four hours of total driving, but we did it. And guess what we brought along with us for the day trip? Yeah, that's right. A thermos filled with boiling water to warm up Zia's milk. But the bottle ended up being too big for the thermos. Another rookie move by us. So we just ran the bottle under hot water in the washroom to heat it up when it was time to feed him. You go out, you learn and adapt. So overall takeaways from this episode for new dads. One, don't stress too much about weight, height gain, and don't let anyone bring you down. Every child grows at their own pace. And if you implement the changes recommended by the doctors, it'll make an improvement. Two, don't be too hard on yourself if you make mistakes along the way. This is how you'll learn. Three, go outside and be around people in a social distance friendly way. Just being among civilization can bring your mood up. It did for me. And that's all folks. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. Please provide feedback at my website, www.themillennialfather.com. And please follow the podcast on whatever platform you're using. I've been using Anchor to create my podcast and distribute it. So if you're thinking of creating your own podcast, I'd highly recommend that. You can follow me on Instagram as well under the.millennialfather. Until next time.